Blog Talk Radio. I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Michet. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Awakenings, part of the Converging Flow. Um, I'm hoping you guys can hear me because I just had a bit of an issue trying to log in. So... Um, yeah, Mercury retrograde for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Oh, welcome those that are new to the program and those of you that are returning, tried and true, always great to connect with you. Uh, if you're new and you're in the chat, uh, you can uh, interact in the chat if you like by uh, signing up with BTR, Blog Talk Radio, and uh, really easy to do, just fill out, I don't know basically information. I don't know exactly what you have to do. Yay, Tamara in the chat saying we have sound. Yay. Um, yeah, I couldn't log in. I can't, I don't know. I might have punched the wrong login numbers a couple times to be told, uh, but not the fifth and sixth time anyway. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't let me log in. I was powerless. Isn't that kind of like life sometimes? I was powerless. Hey, in the chat, good to see everyone. Um, let me know how the sound is. We have sound. Okay. Uh, let's see. Close your browser for sound. Lard, no. Uh, you know, if you have trouble getting into the chat, try refreshing the browser. And if that doesn't work, uh, you got to do a reboot. You got to reboot your browser. All right. Call in number 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad. And uh, that lets me know that you want to uh, get on air. Again, 347-539-5122. Press 1 on the keypad. Got to tell everyone, thank you for helping make this program, co-creating this program. We keep getting voted best new age, which I always wonder that is, in the new age and spirituality uh, category. And high up there, I think top 10 in uh, iTunes. So appreciate that. Also really, 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 really appreciate all the, oh my God, all the appreciation feedback on iTunes. Um, And also I've been seeing on Insta, my Insta, Facebook, and YouTube, those of you that are also subscribed to my YouTube channel, I did uh, upload uh, for the signs, each sign I'm doing a mini tune-in, but you do get a lot of information um, for each astrological sign, sun, moon, and rising. Um, you can, I like to cross-reference. I, I, I look at my, because I'm a cusper, I look at my, um, uh, actually my rising a lot, okay? So that, that it depends 
I guess different readers, different things. You'll you'll find your way. Um, but join me on Soul Playground on YouTube, okay? Or you can just Google my name. And I did upload about the divine feminine and masculine, what's happening right now planetarily in relationship, whether you're in relate. And I always bring it back to ourselves, the divine marriage, the divine conjunctio that's happening within us, which is the Holy Grail, is the rebalancing of that masculine, feminine energy, the divine masculine, the divine feminine, or what is more electrical and what is more magnetic. And our whole cosmos universe is going through this right the earth is going through this as the earth is becoming less more magnetic we are to become more magnetic because we are the counterpart okay the earth everything and everyone on the planet is part of our divine counterpart but if we're looking solar system or big system cosmos the planets are uh, reflections of us but the earth particularly Mother Earth is our divine counterpart. So as it gets more electrical, making changes um, in, in extending out with the changes, kind of tower moments, breakthroughs, um, disruptions, we are to be receptive to it. And if you know where you, the Earth sign is in your chart, it's the opposite sign that you are natally. Um, that can give you an idea of how to manifest. Because when you, when we incarnate, I didn't think I was going to get on this. I have something else I got to share. But anyway, woo, here we go. You know how I am. Um, but anyway, when we incarnate, we, you know, we're living out through polarities. What's happening as we ascend more, we're living out less and less of the extremes of the polarity through consciousness or polarity consciousness or how mani- how consciousness manifests through polarity, right? So, again, if, like, your Aries, you look at the, at the Libra, you know, that's your balancing point somewhere in between. And, um, you know, and that's why right now we're in that whole Aquarius-Leo access, but also the Scorpio. We're right in the center of the Scorpio-Leo, grounding this energy, this new occult or esoteric or spiritual energy. And there's so much revolving around that. I kind of look at it in the crosshairs. But if we, if we center in the middle, you know, and these are just basic things. Some people say, oh, I don't, I'm not an astrologer. I can't understand. That's why I don't dive deep. I do dive deep, but I don't get into the aspects um, particularly. You know, I'd like to, because I'm looking at the umbrella of energies. And numerology is a lens. Tarot can be a lens. Uh, the tree of life can be a lens. Astrology can be a lens. So we have a lot of lenses to look at things or interpret or to help us or to guide us or to explain, to, to give us knowledge that we can, um, you know, make sense of things. That's part of what we do as beings that have reflecting consciousness. We are the, it's so far that I know, I mean, other dimensionally, other planets planetarily extraterrestrially extraterrestrially um, that's even a word but it is right now um, there is reflecting consciousness but as far as human animal species species on the planet we are the only ones that have reflecting consciousness everything and everyone has consciousness even the plants even the trees you know so please no matter what you eat you're eating consciousness (laughs) you know whether it's got little leggies or not 
uh, it's all consciousness. But we have reflecting consciousness, so we're consciously in the co-creative process where other beings, and I'm speaking specifically animal beings, plant beings, all beings, if you look at it, they emit, but they're, but they're, they're, um, consciousness or a way of evolution or ascending or expanding in awareness is much more instinctual or just becomes encoded. They're not, they don't necessarily have to have the awareness. They just, they're aware that they're, they're aware of what's happening. Something's happening, but we're actually in the co-creative process. And that's why sometimes elders have said we are the stewards of the earth. Okay. Because we do have the ability to reflect on what we're doing or not doing and make a different choice. It's, we're not completely just instinctual. We're able to reflect. Very cool. Okay, again, welcome everyone. Um, we've got a great guest coming up. So please stick around for the second half of the program for the Awakening Dialogue. Uh, we're going to have a musician, kind of high vibes musician, Alyssa Yeager is going to be on. And we're going to be talking about her latest meditation for geeks and diving into um, just her path unfolding, okay? And, um, yeah, so stick around for that. If you want to check her out, you can go to, let's see, where's a good, geekmeditations.com. I know some of you like to check our guests out. Okay, so I am going to get to callers. Again, uh, welcome everyone in the chat. Good to see everyone. Grounding the energy. There's a lot of wisdom in the chat. So now I had a couple of questions come in. Um, I love you guys so much. I swear. I just people are like, "Oh, you still do awake?" I love awakenings. Even if I, I'm telling you, I've been on. You know me in my meetings. I'm forever in these meetings, and something someday, some way, somehow will pop again. But I'm always like, well, "We've got to bring awakenings in, and we got to bring a chat." And I'm always, I'm like. Pretty, you know, because I work with the guides in the spiritual hierarchy, a lot of the technology, a lot of things that I channeled years ago, um, even the idea now people, you look at it, you go, oh, that's, you know, everybody's do that. But I did see before they had meditation music or spoken word on iTunes, I saw that and was kind of like on a mission to get my stuff there, which did end up happening, you know, kind of early in the day. Or even like... You know, smartphones. That was another one that I came in. I didn't know the name. And even something as simple as, as a website where you can actually write on the website your blog. Okay, they didn't have that years ago, even I think five or six, maybe six years ago, five or six years ago. You had to link to another site, but it wasn't embedded right within the um the WordPress, it wasn't embedded right within the site, where now we can have, and thanks to things like Instagram, you know, you can have your words with pictures. You can have your blog, which I love my Soul Playground blog. I love just going there. I love, shout out to Jen, Jen Matu, great designer. Um, you know, I just love just going there. I just feel so good just going there. I just, I'm like, this is spirit in action. This is spirit in form, coming through in form. And I feel everyone, you know, not to like admonish or you need to do this, but I would say right now, especially with this wonderful Libra full moon, we've got the spring, fall equinox, depending where you are in the hemisphere. It is the evening of the days of the light where we begin to have more light uh, again on the planet. 
Um, well, there always was the light, but there's seasons. Okay, but it's the perception. And it's about growth and about opening. And Libra full moon brings us into awareness of, especially if you look where Libra is in your chart, but it is also awareness of Venus, of the aesthetics, what you love, what you love to do, luxury, connection, how you love, what you love, your creativity. And the soul is all about creativity. So I would just invite all of you to find more ways or extend your ways or go back to your ways of self-expression and creativity and see how you can incorporate that into your path, right? <clears throat> the other day, and by the way, my interview from the AMP Collective, Blend LA, is coming out on the 24th of this month, so just a few days, and I will post it. I had so much fun with these guys, these DJs. I mean, they were just amazing, and producers. I got to talk about jet-setting around the world, back-in-the-day modeling, house music, private clubs, but I talked about the spirituality of house music and how it connects us all in the heart chakra, okay? Also the, also the, the root and the sacral, but it also, there's a resurgence of house. Why? Because people want to connect. It's, it's bringing the unique individuals together and, in song, in, in self-love and self-acceptance and acceptance and uh, love of others. It's, it's, you know, it's a house party, house come, just coming together and music is very tribal. If you look at it with indigenous cultures, it's, it's centered around food, drink, merriment, or just this whole idea of this coming together. So I dived in into the vibrational frequency of music, of house music, of the spiritual aspect of house music, and yes, there is. So uh, look for that. And again, you know, oh, and then guys, let me just jump on the mic. I got to do my chanting and my flow tree mixed to some great song, you know, great uh, mixes of theirs. And so I'm going to be actually doing some performances with them as well. What the heck? Why not? <laughs> so, yeah, I very much, um, and I got a wonderful, I want to give a shout out to Jasmine, um, you know, who you are, for a, just an amazingly beautiful, heartfelt appreciation email and she mentioned, oh, you say that you're in the trenches with us. That's so good to hear because so many teachers don't talk about this. Um, that's so helpful because we often believe that people who are teaching us can't relate to us because they must be so enlightened and perfect. And that sometimes really blocks us from getting the guidance we're asking for. Still learning and hands-on. Yeah, that's why I say there's no grand poobas or ivory towers. Oh, my God, Jen, I just gave you a shout-out. She's in the chat, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, Jen, got to point you out. That's how I roll. So, yeah, and I'm very open. I mean, you know, if people ask me, I just don't like to get too much into the details, but, um, but I am open, yes. And I've often wondered why, because when I was on the speaker circuit a lot and, and working with um, – perhaps you could call it more well-known teachers or best-selling authors, and, or I've worked with them personally, or I've worked with their spouses or people that dated them or lived with them or worked in their organizations. And what is Robert Play ASMR? I don't know what that is. Spoken word. Uh, meditation, uh, music, Robert, meditation. Like my five-step emotional clearing process, that, those kinds of CDs. 
So uh, answering the question in the chatteroo. So I often wondered because even if, let's say you are this best-selling author, you're very well-known, millions of people, you know, millions of followers on Insta and whatever, et cetera, et cetera, household name, blah, 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 blah. Um, even if you come out and say what you've gone through or what you're working on, number one, people aren't going to believe you. I can't tell you so many people I'm telling someone, you know, oh, I dated somebody that had borderline personality and I thought that, you know, I could help them. You know, oh, you, Michelle, or oh, I'm going through a tough time or really – whoa, these aspects have really got me. I'm doing deep healing, really getting back into like old childhood wounds and shift. You, Michelle, have you? Okay, so number one, people aren't necessarily going to believe you. And number two, if they do or don't, they're going to think, oh, well, that's cool. You know, everybody's got problems or challenges. And I just always love the story of the Dalai Lama hitting one of the people that works for him on the back of the head, losing his temper. And then said, I'm sorry, and then laughed about it. Not a hard hit, but, you know, like a whatever. Still, I don't do that. I'm not into that. But so what? Okay, so somebody lost it. And I think for me what I've learned just over the years, because I was, I've been very long time and early on this path, having been blessed with the gift of, you know, healing ability and psychic, you know, being a psychic channel, a medium, you know, Ghosts are my buddies, you know, direct contact with God, the all that is, you know, predicting things at a small age, a young age, um, and then really honing that. But but I had good teachers that even when I first wanted in my 20s to start helping people with my psychic ability, one of my teachers told me, looked at me and said, what, you? And I said, yeah, she goes, worry about yourself. Focus on your own ego and healing first. And I'm like, whoa, okay. You know, and it was kind of like a sh- – slap in the face, wake up call. But it wasn't even a year later that I realized what she was talking about. My, my, I came from good teachers, I guess, good stock of teachers. Uh, focus on yourself, work on yourself, ground your energy. And that the teachers, you know, back then, I mean, it's not that long ago, but because we didn't have the internet. Now, because everything is so accessible, people can do a workshop or, you know, or get a certificate in something or they read a book or they follow somebody and they get their information and then they think they have it or they're there, you know, or they start. And that's something, by the way, some people, yes, kind of do maliciously or, you know, try to, it is something we do tend to do that. And I think that's why Malcolm Gladwell wrote in that, uh, his book, what is it? 10,000 hours after 10,000 hours of doing something, a lot of people, most people, you do become kind of expert, you know, expert in your own life you, if you've really done the research and applied the wisdom. So my early training, and especially, you know, all along my training, whatever, degrees, certifications, programs, as well as working with the guides and the oversouls, they're like, look at you, this is, there's, there's not just, this is why they said that your show is not called Awakening with Michelle Mache. It's Awakening. They're like, you're on this path. There's more and more, more to heal. The difference is when you are more awake, aware, when you're woke, when you're enlightened, you don't overly criticize or chastise yourself when you have these mistakes or human moments or you see areas that you're not as conscious or you're not living as awake or as aware. And I had a really good teacher, Laura Frisbee, teach me that. And she said, yes, Michelle, it's possible to be very conscious in all areas of your life except one, you know, or one or two. 
we don't have consciousness isn't even it's kind of like baking sometimes you know no matter how much you break one part of the cake or the casserole is going to be a little more done one part a little softer a little mushier one part there's the crust okay so sometimes we're done in one area but not in another and then sometimes years later it comes back around so we are that spiral of life you know the thing is is we the disidentifying and judgment overly negative judgment and criticism when we have these moments it's really moving into that self-love and self-acceptance i call them oops oops moments oh my god okay raw in the <laughs> true tamara in the chat yes sometimes the cake or the casserole is raw in the middle oh my god that's so true i've had that happen um, I had that happen the other day. Something I bought, actually, Erwan, a good, and I'm like, ooh, this isn't cooked all the way <laughs> in the middle. So, uh, yeah, and we're raw in the middle. I think sometimes we're all a little raw in the middle. So I would just say, you know what, just celebrate it. Just try it from this week till next week and let me know how you do. Because I'm telling you, when I started moving into that sphere of I'm never going to be quite done or completely cooked, and that's okay. I find that the awakening process not only happens more in depth, but more consistently. You know, Tamara's putting none of us are cooked all the way in the chat. That's true. Yeah. We don't want to, you know, whatever. We all have some burnt edges too. <laughs> so celebrate that. I mean, it is a human experience and there's always something a little off so that the so it remains on the planet, in, in, you know, on the earth plane. If it was completely understood, it as is. is. It, 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 it's assumed into the all that is. There's the complete samadhi, you know, from complete total surrender, connectedness, and love of samadhi, you know, when, you, when you're, whatever it is, that moment, you're done. So, Jasmine, thank you for that. And um, she shared also that she has similar gifts to me as well as her mom. And how to move into out of victim wounded healer. Now, some of this I want to share with all of you. Some of this is um, generational, ancestral, societal stuff that we're still clearing. And there is a, a long entrenched programming of that victim abuser, you know, master slave, up and down, you know, the, the I'm up here, you're down there, you know. So, some of what you're clearing isn't just for you individually. You're also clearing, doing the emotional clearing. Um, I have some tools. Again, she said, okay, you know, my five-step emotional clearing process, liberate by, and I'm going to probably put that out there more publicly for, because it's a, it's a tele-workshop, but the High Vibes program and the Liberate Your Life. That, the Liberate Your Life, for me, I've got to say, even though it's my own program, really did change my life. It was in the next level of leveling me up because it gets to the core wounding and the belief that holds it in place. And so you have something really consistent to work with and it's new technology, you know, it's only out a couple of years. So that I would suggest, and then you just keep working on it with, with love, you know, you just keep working on it. And I find whether friends or working with a guide or coach or therapist, having someone that's, psychological, mental, emotional, but spiritual as well, that that undercuts someone that can work with the subconscious programming. 
So that, because um, Jasmine's asking, what can I do in order to really buckle down and focus on letting go of fear and sharing my gifts? Here's the thing. We did the fear, and I saw this the other day from someone, and also a, I think it was a performer, but I've been seeing, it's not so much that the fear goes away in our life. We just do what we need to do anyway, and the fear minimizes, because every new level that we're, we're programmed through our beta awareness, beta consciousness through the surface mind, which is where the ego resides. It's kind of like the little gatekeeper. You got to give it some nibbles. Like when you're going into the underworld or Persephone, you know, you got to bring some breadcrumbs. You got to bring some little things to give it, some tools, you know, until it's more retrained. It, um, it's the fear. Every time we move into the unknown, there's always going to be some fear. You can reframe it that there's also anticipation. There might be excitement there. It's. I feel it's getting the support, getting the validation, getting the right mirroring, and whether this is by friend, colleague, coach, soul coach, this is what I do in my work, when there's enough mirroring of you can do it, Okay, or I see you. Like one of my friends told me last night, they texted, love her dearly. She said, I see you. I really see you. And I do really see, feel seen by this person. I mean, they really see me. They see me, you know, when I'm crawling on the floor and when I'm flying in the air. <laughs> you know, they see me. They see me. And here's the key. You want people to see you not up in the air or down on the floor, but up in the air and down on the floor together. Okay, you want to be seen both. You want to be seen, you know, on the throne, you know, on the yacht, but it, but also in a little tiny canoe at the same time. That's the key to awareness. That's the key to enlightenment. It's that's resting in the center of the polarity plane. You want to be seen for your wisdom and your greatness but your blind spots too at the same time. That, see, that's what trips people up in relationship. This is what throws people off is they see people, oh, the projection, oh, in the air and oh, in the yacht and flying in the plane and oh, you're like a bird, you're like an eagle in the sky. I love you, I love you. And then the other stuff comes out and it's, oh my God, oh my God, you're like a worm crawling on the ground. But the real love, the real empowerment comes when you're looking at the person. You go, oh, I see you like an eagle flying in the sky, angel wings. Oh, you got a little devil on the side too. Oh, you're on the floor like a worm. Oh, you're crawling like a spider. Oh, you're rigid like a tree. You know? Oh, you're flexible like, the, you know, like bamboo. Oh, you flow like the river. Oh, you're like a, you know, crashing waves, stormy nights. When you, because what happens when you see yourself that way, you see as much of it as you can, that's powerful. That's real love. That's self-acceptance. That's real love. That's like, man, you're beautiful. You're amazing. Ooh, you're a little jealous right there. Woo, you're like freaking out. You can't let go. Because on the human plane, you're on the, you're on the ride, guys. We're on the ride. People that say, oh, stop those emotions, don't think this way, don't think that way. Oh, really? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, okay. Your mind, because you cannot, was this Einstein or Jung? You, I think Einstein said and Jung coined it. We don't solve our problems or ascend or expand in the, with the same mindset. We, there has to be a shift in mindset and more consciousness. And that's a real interesting mixture, which I love doing. This is what I do in my tele-workshops. This is what I do individually. 
This is what I've, I've learned to do in my own life. It's an interesting mixture. You can't point to one thing or one person or one teacher that causes the change. It's a domino. It's a, it's each, each, the right sum, the right pieces that create the sum total of your change, your transformation, your healing, your growth, your next level of awakening. It's catalytic. There's spiritual catalysts in your life. It's the synchronistic timing, the synchronistic connections, the magical helpers that come in. It's the opening that you go through, even though you're scared, you know. It's like I had something to give to a major producer for a major TV show, I, a radio podcast. I, you know, I was, I didn't know how to do what I needed to do. And some people helped me as much as they could. And some people got, they couldn't help me because they had other things going on. And then I had all these pitch letters come in. <laughs> you know, we get them for awakenings. But this is like I'm on some weird spam list. But I pieced something together. And my fear, I was frozen. I get frozen in my fear, you know. If it's for someone else, I can rush in. I can just save the day. If it's for me, I get overwhelmed, and I'm like, I'm like the little ever, I'm like the little battery-operated toy that's, is this stuck? Right? It's like stuck in the wall. It keeps going. The battery's going, and I'm like, oh, what the hell do I do? What's WTF? So I thought, you know what, this is my moment. Because I could have said, oh, it's too late, or I, I can make an excuse. I thought, I'm not making an excuse. I'm going to be honest. And I said, some people were to help me with this. They had other things going on. They got sick. Some stuff happened. But end of the day is, I'm horrible at this. That's what I said. I'm a good writer, and, but I'm horrible in this, and this is why it took me so long. Vulnerable, vulnerable, human moment. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I got paralyzed. I really want to do this these shows, these programs, I want to go to, I'm, I'm going to my next level, but I'm going with a limp, okay? I might be crawling on the floor sometimes, but I will get there. And so that's kind of what I feel, you know, that, that mindset helps you make the changes, you know, more quickly and consistently. Now let's dive in, and I'm going to get to callers, 347-539-5122. We got James who emailed in. And he's talking about he wants to share an experience and wants to know my thoughts. I love giving my thoughts. You know me. So he says, more recently, I found myself on occasion being able to tune into the universe. At least that's what it feels like to me. For instance, in the taxi on the way to the airport this morning, I felt a belonging, like I was in sync with the universe. The sensation was felt in the center of my body without being a physical sensation, and I just felt like I stretched out to or was in contact with the known ends of the universe. I felt a connection to the sky and trees and energy within them. I felt a deep sense of love. Is this how you feel when you're connected? Yes. Yes. And we get glimpses of that. I mean, years ago I had a situation, and thank God for Dr. Gruen, one of my uh, doctors, but he's also regular MD, but also um, – holistically trained and very, very intuitive. He and his wife are very intuitive. In fact, I did family constellation work with them. He's in Ojai, California, and West L.A. So I had this huge opening. I've been doing some deep shamanic work, healing. I've done some really deep work, expanding work. And I had this thing last for, I think, a few months, maybe a few weeks. It felt like months, where... 
you know, it wasn't a panic. It almost felt like a, a lasting panic attack. I had complete consciousness. I really couldn't sleep. I was just awake. And when I was asleep, it was like lucid dreaming. I was aware that I was sleeping and that I, I was aware of, of everything all the time. And I could feel my energy bumping into the Earth's energy, into the atmosphere. The only thing that helped me, and sometimes I'd go 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning to the beach, and I would just sit on the, gra- on the sand and look out at the, at the ocean, look at the, you know, the, the, it helped. Or, at, or during the day sometimes, I would just look out towards the horizon. But I would have to do it even at night. I mean, I would just, you know, I live close to the beach, so I would just, you know, go to the beach and sit there. Some of my friends say, oh, you're not going to be safe there. But I'd listen. Go to my car. I was safe enough. You know, I wasn't all the way by the water. You know, I was by houses or whatever. Anyway, I felt safe. Whatever. I felt good. And I brought it up to him, and I said, I don't know if something's going on weird with me or what's happening. You know, am I going to need some pills here? <laughs> calm you down pills am I having anxiety you know he's like no 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 he had heard of it and he had other people that had gone through and he said no you just had this you know next level of awakening you're very expanded in your awareness and consciousness and you're feeling that because the truth is that is us all the time there is no separation so sometimes on your path James and great this is living more 5d which many of us are starting to live more 5D. Now, that doesn't mean 3D and 4D are out the window. So you still have that, but it is a connection through the heart, the individual heart to the universal heart center, okay, which is also through the the galactic center, universal heart, where you're more telepathic. You're opening to everything and everyone, all the species. You feel the interconnectedness with less separation or sometimes no separation, you can have, and I've had this experience a few times, even when I have seen the non-solidness of the earth, okay, or shoes or clothes when I, you know, I was walking down this uh, street. And it usually comes from a shift. We don't sustain it, but it is the, real, it is the reality. It is one of our realities, okay? It is, is one of our realities. So, yes, that interconnectedness, now, you can still feel connected or be interconnected and have, not have that much of an expansion, but that expansion is the truth of who and how we are. But we tap into it because otherwise we would not be able to sustain um, living in the 3D portion of us. And as we are moving more, and this, I, talk, I dived into this a bit in the, my YouTube uh, video about the divine feminine, the divine masculine, we are moving more into 5D awareness, which is, which is more the group consciousness and opening up to the upper dimensions or upper transpersonal chakras of the eighth, which is connecting to the higher self, the ninth ascending, the tenth, our groups, our tribe, you know, the eleventh, our, our soul waves and our interconnectedness to everything, everyone. And then as we go into the synthesis of like Pisces, which is the twelfth chakra or twelfth center, we become, there's a synthesis. There is a complete merging. So we can't live there because if we completely merge, we're not going to be in denser physical form. We're separated out. So that by degree, by soul signature degree or frequency, soul signature frequency, our, our specific individuated degree or aspects of us, however you want to look at it, keeps us in a separated out form. Okay. <laughs> Jen in the chat. Woo, no 
coffee need and Michelle is on it. It's such an inspiration. Thanks, Jen. So we're all kind of dabbling in this. We're moving into this more. Why, like, why do I know something and I just know it? Or why do I think of that person and they call? But it's living more and more and more from that space. So when you get examples, situations like what James just had happen, it's a confirmation for you on your path, and it's a touch-in or a touchstone to the reality of who you are. Tamara, thanks for putting the link in the chat. Thank you. Appreciate you. Appreciate everyone. Yeah, so we're getting these touchstones, and, and they're milestones, but they're touchstones because we touch in and go, oh, that's what, oh, that's how I, it really all is. But just, you know, it's like we get on the ego level, the beta consciousness, we get overwhelmed. So we don't, we, we are living these realities, but we don't always live it in our everyday awareness, okay? But it still is there. Okay, so, you know, I know that behind me there's, you know, in my house, there are cars parked on the street, but I don't see them, but they are still there. So we're touching in to, you know, it's spirit, God, the all that is through our higher self, you know, through our soul saying, hey, there's there's more nibbles, you know, there's more out there, there's more out there, there's more in there. Bring a little bit of that into your, your everyday living. Bring a little bit of that into your everyday living. Okay, gang, let's get to call us. We've got the first call. You are on air. Welcome to the program. Hey, Michelle. Hey. Welcome. Hello. Who is this? To whom am I speaking with? It's Christine. Who is it? I'm hey, Christine. Christine. Hey, I've called a few times. Um, I wanted to first thank you because the last time I called was about a month ago, and I had called and asked me if I should do this yoga training in Ecuador. Um, do you remember that? Oh, yes, <laughs> I do, Nancy, yes. Yeah, yes. Okay, so I ended up going, like, last-minute decision, and it was, like, the best decision I think I could have made. And I remember that you had said that um, I would have to kind of, like, tune into my own self for this one. And I just kind of followed my gut, and it really, really, really worked out really well. Um, and I had oh. an amazing month. I wanted to thank you. Wonderful. Um, just for, you are, yeah. Yeah. Wow. You're <laughs> so, so welcome. So yes. Yay. Yes. Next level, feel um, the fear and do it anyway, right? Okay. And, like, and like the biggest thing that I took away from it, and, like, you've been saying this a lot, is that, there's not just one thing that we have to do. I mean, just look at your life, look yeah. at all the different things that you've done. And so it just exactly. makes me realize that I don't have to do one thing to be good at and one thing to pursue. And so now that I'm back, I'm just trying, I'm just wondering, like, how I can integrate everything together now. Because, like, I am on the path of becoming a yoga teacher here. Mm-hmm. I'm back in L.A. And then um, I'm looking to get back into production again. And then I had another yeah. like, in-between drop. I feel like I should be letting go, but I'm not sure. I just have a bad feeling about you're it gonna now. Be, you're you're going to be doing I, – I, I'm getting – it's funny because, you know, what are we talking about food here? We talked about cake and casseroles earlier. But I, I feel like yeah. you're going to be doing different pieces of the pie, and it's not time to make a decision. There's three or four things okay. you have going on. Because yeah. you're getting grounded back, yeah. So you don't have to eliminate anything just yet. Some things you'll do more, okay. some things less of. But, 
but you're going to be balancing that out. I'd probably say August, September, and maybe more into October, there's some turning points for you where maybe you let something go or something more solid in. You make a clear decision. Okay. But be, but before that, it's like just do what you're doing. You're like be, you're like so listening to your intuition, so guided that yeah, you know don't over don't overthink it because you're just in the flow, is what I hear. You're in the flow of it, so it's working. Okay. Whatever you're doing is working. So okay, don't mess with perfection. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't mess with. Uh-huh. Good. It's yeah, good. It's so working. I, I'm still like I want to know everything right now, but I. I know just to kind of go with it. So that, okay, that's good. I, I was too. like, I had a bad but, but Yeah. Yeah, and here's the weird thing, and believe me, it bugs me because I, you know, I read for so many people and my accuracy is so on point, like 97, 98%, at, you yeah. know. But I, for myself right now, I can't, you know, and it, it's very frustrating. Oh. But the, the thing is right now, I mean, I can read certain things, but not, that usually I'm able to see how am I getting there or who's come in, why, what's happening. So for a lot of people, if you're going through huge transition, you know, into your way of being, um, yeah. it's going to be blocked a bit. Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it was yeah, blocked because you're building. Yeah. yeah. Because you're building, you're, you're, you're starting from scratch and the elements are coming together. And I would say the next three to four months for many of us, the, the more the pieces are going to be fitting more together. The pieces are there, but a lot of you that are um, in next level of transition, it's also dependent on other people, free will. In other words, it's like some people, you're waiting for a person or a situation and here, if they, it's like an understudy in, um, you know, in the theater. If they don't show up, right. the show must go on. Somebody else is going to be there. So there is right now, uh, metaphysically, and you know, in the esoteric uh, principles, we call it dweller on the threshold. You know, in, in soul path living. Okay. So, and they, spirit says, don't don't dally too much at the threshold. In other words, you got to go through, but someone okay. will be there. Okay, something that the decisions that what it's gonna what you need is gonna be there, but you just have to follow through with what you have right now. Does that make sense? Okay, right. So okay. I shouldn't cool. worry necessarily about applying for a bunch of things right now and just keep doing what I'm uh-uh. doing. Just keep doing what you're okay. doing. See, you don't you because when we start wondering, then we're waiting on the threshold, and a lot of weird stuff can come in because you're in a vacuum. You know, you're right. like at a crossroads. Yeah. Something can come yeah. from the east, west, the north, south. So you're you're like, okay, which direction? Oh my God, go north, north. Okay, you walk north, and you're like, oh my God, what am I supposed to? Where is it? What is it? And it's gonna be up a couple feet, five hundred feet, a mile or two. Oh, there you are. Shoot, or you're gonna take a break and turn around, and oh, there they are. There's the situation coming there from. The, but you you can't stop right now. Okay, just keep going. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hello and welcome. You're on air. You too. Have a great day. Yes, hello, Michelle. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. This is Teresa, and I have called you several times, and I've worked with you several times. And I've just had something come up that I've been working on, and I'm wondering, it's a possibility of, getting an old job back where I used to live. 
and I'm wondering what's happening well, yeah, with that. You'll be, and, you, and you'll be back and forth. What does that mean? About back and, is it out of the area? I feel something yes, that you it would, would be travel back or you're back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that because spirit now see this is the thing. Our higher self is very sneaky because the ego we because I now remember you and I remember the reading and I remember seeing that for you, if you recall. Um spirit is sneaky and I've had spirit do sneaky things to me or the higher self, however you want to look at it. Honestly, our ego, I love our ego. It has a great function, but it doesn't like change, and it also likes, it has a certain plan in mind. So sometimes when we're not moving in the direction we need to go in, or we're like delayed, or or higher self knows, okay, we, you need a, not just a little nudge, you need a kick. It will pull, it will pull you in a different, it will have you move or pull you in a new direction where you're not around your old environment or influences. So the new can come in. This is why it's said on the path, look and see what people you're drawing in or what situations or what friends are around now or what friends are gone. So right now, the next three to four months, we're in a huge mirroring uh, phase. Okay, Teresa and everyone. So look and see what are the opportunities and the people that are around you. That's showing you where you need to go. So for you, I feel there's something about being out of your environment. It's your environment, you're feeling stuck, and you're not getting the support or the inspiration. And the other old environment, you have support and you have inspiration. So you may just need a that shot of that, or right? Or there's opportunities there for you is what I'm hearing. So this is why sometimes yes. we move, it's, right? Because it's, it's, remember, all change happens from within. So when you have an inner change, your outer environment has to reflect that. You know, we, Do we, you see we, me we, moving? Because this not, would require no, a not, move. Well, I do see, I feel like you could be there temporarily. I, I feel like don't go that far. Just get over there. Just get over there and you're back and forth for a little bit, and then you're going to figure it out. Don't freak yourself out. See, this is why a higher self is sneaky with us and doesn't give us the whole story because then we're going to be thinking, oh, what about my husband or my wife? What about the kids? What about the dog? What about the this or the house? And then we're collapsing. Just don't go that far. Go for the opportunity to shine your light, whether that's working, okay. share, whatever it is. Go for the opportunity. Everything else will work out perfectly. Just go for the opportunity to shine your light. Okay? Okay. okay. Yeah, so don't overthink it right now. This is for everybody, myself included. I've had to, I've had to you know, learn this over the last two and a half, three years, you know, because it's a new, it's a, this is a new paradigm. This is what the new paradigm is requiring of us. It's following our intuition first and foremost and then backed up by the logic and reason. So we're flipping it. And it's hard for us now because it's, even me as a psychic medium in a channel that lives like this, I still have my limitations where I want to figure it out or analyze or, oh, that means this or that must mean this is coming up. Don't go there. Okay? Because I, like, I feel like you're onto something really amazing and you're going to be so supported and you're going to be able to go to your next level and use your gifts. But not if you try to figure out too much. Just go with no, oh, I want to do this job or I'm going to, you know, interview or I'm going to talk to them and do it and, and the details will all work out. Okay? Okay. That, that sounds good. That sounds good. 
I, I do, I want to go back to my old environment, my old friends, my support system. Yeah. You're right. I'm not feeling anything here. I'm totally stuck. No. And by the way, I've, this is for a lot of you, expect big moves, whether career or living, because we're meant to be in community. We're not meant to isolate. We're not meant to just be in, live with our family or live with our husband or our wife or significant other, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever the heck, or by ourselves. The, the soul is a collective energy, and it's pushing us to people and situations to be around people. Imagine that. Why are we on the earth plane? Well, to be with people. How are you going to learn about love and share your gifts if you're not around people? So, yeah, so a lot of us are going to be, there's going to be some disruptions. Now, what I would suggest, this is what I learned. You guys, this is why I do the show. You're getting the 411. You're getting the heads up. So it's better to work with the energy so that you don't have to have a tower moment. You don't have to have a big shakeup to wake up, right? You can go, whoa, okay. I need to branch out more. Oh, I need to stretch out to community. Let me call that person. Let me do that workshop or class. Let me go to that spiritual center. Let me go to that barbecue or that gathering. Uh, you know, let me go. You know, let me go to that yoga studio. You guys are getting the heads up because that's where your next level of expression and expansion expansion is is within community, is within the group awareness, group connecting, and group consciousness. Thank you for that, Teresa. You, you brought up some good oh, stuff. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. okay, you're welcome. I think you have time for one more, and then we have our awakening dialogue coming up. Hello, and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hello. Hey, Michelle. It's Terry. How are you? Okay. Hi, Terry. Doing great. Awesome. I just wanted to check in and see if you um, can pick up any new information on know what's new or any updates um, about my love life. I mean, I'm really, really happy right now, but I just want to see if there are any major blocks that I need to remove um, from my Oh, I love you. Look at you. You're, you're, you're like doing the precautionary, prophylactic. Yeah. Everything's going well, but let's <laughs> just check in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, okay, in the spirit of, you know, spring equinox and... Okay. Why not? Full moon and Libra is all about relationship, relating to ourselves, um, the spirit of who we are, love, being loved, equal partnerships. Let's see. What is, does Terry need to know anything, or what does Terry need to know? Wow, well, you're in a committed relationship. Mm-hmm. Libra and Saturn in the seventh house. So that's, that's going to be your next level of expression and experience and learning lessons it is about your individuality shining as an individual soul being in relationship. So that's the, that's the sector for you right now. But, and you called it in. You wanted this. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't see any um, breakups to makeups or anything. <laughs> you know, makeup to breakup. I, 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 no, I just see it's very solid. It's very on a good footing. And I feel like you're like, you know, you're in it. You're like, okay, this is it. You know, I'm a couple. We're a couple. Let's do this. Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. I mean, I think, yeah, I think I just feel like a little bit. There was a little bit. I don't know if it's Mercury in retrograde, just turbulent um, communication. Um, but you know, we're both very grounded people, so I think we both like work towards it. But I just didn't know if that was like a mini so flag or anything don't about. Don't bail. Anything. 
no, 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 no. What did I say at the top of the program? You gotta love be the. You gotta love worm and the and the eagle, the devil and the angel. No, that's why I said it's part. It's part of your experience and learning lessons. This is what you're learning. Mm -hmm. See, this is the thing. You know, we all. I don't care if it's a job, a career. You know, your pet that you love dearly, your kids, your significant other, husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. At some point, they're going to mm-hmm. piss you off. They're going to bug you. Or you're going to lose it yep. to them. Or you're going to have a blow up or turbulent waters, choppy water, or boring waters. Oh, my God. That's the human <laughs> condition. That's human. But mm-hmm. I don't see any red flags. I just see you're in it. You're going to have to, you're going to be learning through re- this relationship. You know, you're going to be learning about the person and about yourself and awesome. communication problems, issues. You know, you're going to, you're in relationship. What is, there's always, even if my friends or clients that have been married many years, when I hear what they, what, here is the best advice. I did a poll a few years, actually it's been probably about 10 years, because I thought, what is the secret, like people being married a long time? And I mean healthy marriage, not like you know, maybe a little codependency, but for the most part, very healthy. And so I mm-hmm. talked to friends and clients of mine that had been together at least, some were three years, but most were seven, 15 years. One was 20, 25 years. They all said the same thing in different ways. Um, but a couple of them actually even said, the, they don't even know each other, that said the same thing. They said, you're going to go through things that you go, oh, God, this is it. This is it. And I'm like, what? No, we're not going to be able to make it. This is it. We can't get through this. Oh, this is the one. Shoot, I'm, gonna, I'm divorcing his ass. Oh, I'm, that's it. I'm leaving. Oh, God, I can't. <laughs> what? He did what? Or she did it. And they got through it. And I asked one of them, yeah. I said, well, how do you know? And they go, I don't know. We just somehow got through it. And these are solid, happy, good relationships. But even they said something. And they, you know, so anyway, that's what I feel for you. Don't sweat it. You're just in it. Okay. This is a little patch. The little patch for you. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. You're welcome. I love it. Don't sweat it. We do sweat it, of course, on the human level. But you got to love that side of us, you guys. All right. It's time for Awakening Dialogue with the second half of the program. Uh, we have Alyssa Yeager with us today. And she began her career providing music therapy to pediatric patients. This work inspired her first album, Normal is boring. Ooh, I like that. Encouraging kids to tell their own stories in song. She then joined Sue Velasquez, if I'm pronouncing that right, Primal Rhythm to create Telling Point. This duo toured the festival circuit, sharing stages with Wendy Rule, Kelliana, and more, and she produced three albums of original music and meditations. In 2015, Alyssa began her solo project, Rihanna's Lark Music, from the perspective of a geek goddess girl. Playful on the surface, her songs carry deeper messages about compassion, society, and personal choices. In 2017, Alyssa decided to expand her musical brand and create a full-length meditation album entitled Meditation for Geeks, which was released in 2019. Uh, This is Guided Meditation, and you can go to geekmeditations.com for more information on Alyssa. Welcome to the program, Alyssa. Thank you, Michelle. Nice to be with you today. 
hey, I love what you are doing. Oh, my God. I just love it. Um, really want to dive in for everyone and get a bit of background. Um, how you, you did music therapy for pediatric patients. How did you get involved in that? Um, so I did my undergraduate degree in music and music education, and then I learned a little bit more about music therapy and pursuing that as sort of an alternate route to the uh, more traditional music education route. Um, and it's, you know, applying music with people with special needs, and that ranges from children with autism to people in the hospital to nursing homes to psychiatric facilities. You know, it's, it's a little of everything. Um, so getting to use music in that way for me was pretty exciting to reach out to people and, and touch them in a different way. Amazing. Okay, so you had the undergrad, but um, what was your, your uh, main degree? Because were you working with patients on your own, or did you come in on the outside saying, I have this gift and I'd like to bring this into your patients? Uh, so I actually, I pursued a master's degree um, in music therapy specifically. Um, that was in Philadelphia. And then uh, I moved to Cleveland for a job opening at Rainbow Babies and Children's Hospital in music therapy. Um, at the oh. time, DeForia Lane was, um, you know, the well-known music therapist working there, and um, she kind of headed up the program. Um, so it was, you know, specifically for a music therapist. Um, sometimes you can you can uh, get your way in there by proving yourself and, and showing what you have to offer, but typically it, there has to be a position already in the, the system for you. Okay, that's how. Okay. Wow, I love – so did you know that you wanted to combine your love and gift of music um, with therapy – in in a therapeutic capacity, did you, is that something that you knew from, let's say, an early age or younger age, or did you was there evolution to get to this awareness and goal? Definitely, definitely evolution, okay. um, and continuing okay. evolution. I think, um, like you were saying before, you know, we're all we're all kind of on our our own path, and we're always trying to figure it out. You know, you don't get onto your path and then it's just a straight shot from here to eternity. It's just always questioning and. Um, considering and, and taking that next step. Um, I knew I always loved music. Um, I grew up singing in choir and playing violin and French horn and taking piano lessons. And so I, I always knew that music was important to, excuse me, important to me. Um, but it wasn't until college that I actually learned music therapy was a thing. I had never heard of such a thing. Um, I didn't know that it existed. And I went to work at a summer camp where I was able to observe a music therapist working with children with all different mm. special needs. And that's where I ha had that um, one of the other callers, or you were talking about the email from the person who emailed in and said, you know, I just had this moment where I just felt connected to the universe. And it was one of those experiences where you just say, yes, this is it. This is the path for me. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, my God. You know what is your – as you're talking, Alyssa, I got goosebumps all over me. I'm like, wow, it, like you really got like, like an anointing. Like this is my calling, and to help in mm -hmm. this way, I can just so feel it. Oh my gosh, oh, it must be so rewarding for you, especially with pediatric. I mean, that's, um, you know, I think it takes somebody very special to see children in distress. You know. Um, whatever they're going through. And so for you to be able to bring that healing, yeah. I think is amazing. 
it was extremely rewarding and also uh, very personally draining in some ways. And so I was at Rainbow yeah. for about seven years before I decided to uh, to move on to the next step for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say probably, yeah, it's, but a good foundation. So was that, would you say um, that feeling, because I feel like you probably were already in touch. I mean, the fact that you wanted to help and, and you know, be in kind of a healing and health field. But when you came upon that, do you feel that was like a awakening for you? Do you feel like you awakened to more of yourself and light? I think that that, um, what I would consider more of the awakening for me was shortly after I started that job, uh, I started performing um, with Sue Balashek, um as part of a duo. And when we started going to festivals and performing there, that opened up a whole different uh, realm of interacting with people. Um, a lot of the events that we went to um, were, you know, earth-based spirituality or pagan spirituality. And so you're exposed to a lot of things that, you know, growing up Catholic, <laughs> I did not get exposed to. Um, okay. Yeah, so just, you know, interacting with people in different ways, um, you know, getting into Reiki, getting into um, different types of divination. I use gemstone castings as my form of divination. Um, so it was, a, it was a different sort of awakening. Um, you know, I, I definitely felt the connection to helping people and healing energy before that with the music therapy. But the spiritual connection, I think, came more performing. Wonderful. And Tamara in the chat is saying, wow, I love what you're about, Alyssa. Yeah, so so I find it interesting because this, this, the whole, you know, um, integration and living through the, the, the soul is a lot about creativity and our creativity or self-expression as the service. You know, it doesn't always have to be like overtly, you know, working with mm-hmm. patients or, you know, healing and that. So I find it interesting your process of your own awakening, further awakening and unfolding was this performance. And how did that come about that you um, began to collaborate um, and perform with Sue? What was the turning point um, for that? I believe we met through Craigslist. So nothing oh, uh, nothing too uh, spiritual about that. But, uh, you know, you, the there's very, mundane the ways to, to reach your spiritual exactly. connection, right? Exactly. Right, right. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I was doing a lot of playing in the hospital. But as a music therapist, you are really 100% um, there for the patient. So you're not expressing your own emotions and own story through the music and so I was looking for more of an outside you know a hobby kind of thing to pursue that um, so I met a lot of people and the one that stuck was Sue um, she's an amazing drummer she does African hand drums and uh, we tried out a couple different styles of music and settled on this um, thing that we called tribal rock sort of folk rock but more tribally with the African drumming influences and uh, she you know has had been a professional performer for many years, so she had some inroads into the community, and that was just a whole new avenue for me to go from music therapist, where you are performing, but in a very different context, to being on stage Mm -hmm. and performing. Ah, beautiful. I mean, and I ask these questions because, you know, we have a lot of listeners that want to transition perhaps into something that is 
more extensively creative for them. One could be a Reiki practitioner, but they're coming out of something perhaps that they've outgrown. It's become, I call it this, like a smaller, you know, sandbox in the soul playground. Mm-hmm. And they, and so it's so inspiring for them to hear people that actually did it and how did they do? It. I mean, the fact that you even said it was Craigslist, you know, so that goes yeah. to say we don't necessarily know, right, where it's going to come from. You know, we're just guided. Yeah, I think it's, guided. it's it's being open. You know, it's it's being open to whatever direction these opportunities might come from, and being willing to follow it if it feels right. Mm-hmm. Now, listen. Let me ask you: Did you have kind of a, a prayer, a meditation, intention? Like, okay, now I want to perform, or I want to go in this direction, and then you started doing some steps to move in that. How, how, what did that look like? Um, it's been what I would consider very free flow for a while. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of the songs that I created when I was with Sue. Um, songwriting for myself was was new for me songwriting for patients was a a whole different thing um Mm -hmm. and so just really trying to get in touch with what's my truth what's my experience what can I share that might be valuable either Mm -hmm. to other people or just to myself to get it out you know to to um, put it out there um so Mm -hmm. a lot of the early stuff from the waiting for nothing album is questioning you know what what is the next step on my path? How do I find it? What's the right thing? How am I supposed to be living my life? Um, and then there's also some things that um, you you had read my little bio there, and there's a bit about silly songs, but with more of an undertone to them. So with the Telling Point project, um, there were some fantasy songs that had personal uh, storylines underneath them. So we wrote a song about uh, being in the forest in the middle of the night and the trees start dancing and you're just part of this experience where the, the earth is moving and, and the trees are dancing. And, and so it's very fantasy-based, but I think people can really <laughs> understand that feeling of connecting with the energy of the earth and just being there and letting yourself go. Um, so that, that was kind of where the music was at that time. And then um, I moved back to New York, which is where I grew up, um, upstate New York, Albany area. And... Uh, started writing in a very different direction. So now I write songs about board games and ninjas and crackins and, you know, just all kinds of different things. So the, the, the same fantasy overtones, but more of a silly, you know, I'm trying to get in touch more with my lighter side and sense of humor. Um, but there's always that aspect of um, where am I in this? What questions am I struggling with? And so there's a lot of ethical dilemmas that I tell through these stories. Um, you know, Tiny Kraken is one of my favorites because it's about this uh, this tiny little kraken that when you look at him, mm. and he's, he's just so tiny and cute and adorable. And how did he grow up to be this giant monster that devours whole ships at sea? And so it tells the storyline of how things and people become the way they are because of what society expects of them and how we could change right. that if we didn't make those assumptions. Wow, what a what a transformation! But uh, but music seems to be woven all the way through. Um, did you absolutely? Were, were you into music as a child? Yes, always. Okay. Um, okay. Always singing. Uh, my mom used to lead the Girl Scout campfire sing-alongs, and so I grew up with that. And um, pretty much all of my aunts and uncles play guitar or banjo. So when we got together, there would be 
folk sing-alongs around the campfire, and I mm. uh, listened to a lot of John Denver and Peter, Paul, and Mary, and just, you know, grew up with mm-hmm. that influence and wanting to play. Mm-hmm. I love that. Now, tell us about, I'm quite intrigued, especially <laughs> as I do have meditation CDs, and I thought I'm going to have to, geeky meditations. I'm like, okay, yeah. what is that? Come <laughs> on, Alyssa, what is that? <laughs> so, so the... Um, the foray into writing songs about geekdoms, you know, board games and things like that. Um, I travel to mm-hmm. a lot of uh, conventions, sci-fi, fantasy, board game conventions, things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I decided at one point to offer a workshop where I would do some meditations. And I have done lots of meditations before as a music therapist, guided meditations for relaxation and uh, goal visioning, things like that. Um, But I decided to take a different approach to it and figure out some geek sort of um, storylines that we could follow with these guided meditations. And so the workshop that I led the first time was actually a meditation about developing your role-playing game character. So I don't know how familiar you are with things like D&D or role-playing games. I love games, but I know I, yeah. I think this is brilliant because oh my god! So for them to tune in to get their character, their yes, so character people that were they were struggling uh-huh. to kind of get in touch with their character, um, or for people who didn't didn't play D and D or weren't interested in the character development, you know, they can just substitute yourself in the meditation for your character. Um, but it was a about a half hour visualization of waking up and being confused and sort of rediscovering yourself and your motivations and um, all the different aspects of the self. And that was very well received. And so I decided maybe I should write some more. (laughs) So the the Geek Meditations album evolved from there. I love it. So now what type of you're doing, obviously, music in the background, right? Is it, mm-hmm. um, yeah. tell us a little bit, uh, Cameron, Denise in the chat, wow, sounds great. Woof Woof Radio is a folk <laughs> singer. Ah, so we've got some like-minded individuals, and Cameron's saying, awesome. Wow. Very cool. So tell us a little, describe a little bit, and I want to let people know that are listening right now, you can go to geekmeditations.com um, for the uh, meditations. Is there any other uh, place availability? as well, Alyssa? Um, So you can find them pretty much anywhere that you would typically download or stream music, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, all that. Okay, cool. Um, I I link my website through Bandcamp, so you can stream them for free as much as you like. You can purchase individual songs. You can purchase the whole album, however you want to do it. Um, So the the basic concept of the album, it's um, they're all – pretty heavily guided meditations. Um, some of them have longer silent breaks where you're given, you know, a task to accomplish in your guidance. Um, other ones are, are guided more consistently throughout. Um, and so it's a it's spoken word. It's not sung. Um, but then they all have an instrumental background. And I experimented in this one. Typically I do more folk style music with guitar and ukulele and things like that. This is more electronic. Mm. So I used um, okay. synthesizer loops and just sort of real simple, repetitive stuff, very background, you know, the idea is just to kind of mask any other sounds, not to mm-hmm. um, intrude, because the idea is to pay more attention to the vocals and the guidance happening there. 
And then there are versions, if you prefer no music, you can just do the vocals and just listen to the guided meditation that way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they, now, are you a gamer? Quite a bit. Do they, do they, I, okay, are you? I, a, oh, good. I was going to say. Okay. Yeah. Um, so okay. So you have some, you know, insight and some experience, so you can get in that vibe, right? I do. Yes. I, that was another thing I grew up with. You know, as soon as we could hold a hand of cards, we were playing cards with my parents. Um, so that 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 grew to, uh, you know, board games has become a huge popular culture now and so there's just tons yeah. of more of the European style strategy games and we have four bookshelves full of board games in our dining room and that's pretty much what we do wow. all the time. I love it. I yeah. love it. Now what about virtual? You're doing virtual or online as well? Um, not a lot. I prefer using games as a way to um, you know, make that social connection. Uh, it can be a little yeah. more intimidating for me just spending time with people without something to do, um, you know, depending mm-hmm. on the people certainly, but having the, the game is a nice way to, we have something on the surface to occupy us and then we can have a conversation yeah. while we're playing and make that deeper Around connection. That. Yeah. I think that's fun. I love games. I love um, games as well. Board games and Ah, charades, I love absolutely. <laughs> I, never, I mean, I, I don't even know when that began, but I, what a great concept. Um, a picture, have you ever played Pictionary or Picture where you, yep. there's some game that you put, yeah, and you have, people have to figure out. I think it's probably good for the brain, too, good for the mind. I don't, you know, I haven't done research oh, on yeah. it, but I imagine, right, it, that it's good um, for the brain and also Keep for the mind. Keep those neurons firing, you know, I guess. That's right. Keep those. There's your next one. Keep those neurons firing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good time. Because <laughs> it's kind of like you're, you know, blend, you know, what a blend. You know, it's a blend that what you're doing. I think it's great. Yeah, it was interesting to what take some of the uh, typical meditation themes like Um, You know, one theme that I've listened to a number of times is creating a protective energy bubble for yourself. So you know Mm -hmm. that you're about to go into a situation that's going to be difficult and you create this energy bubble. And so I took that idea, um, but I applied it to Harry Potter. So you are going to cast the Expecto Patronum spell and you're going to have Mm -hmm. your own spirit guardian, um, you know, animal guardian there for you, and you can call them up anytime you need them during the day to be there and protect you and help you out. And that, you know, that's kind of the whole thing that I did with all the meditations. It's common themes, but applied to unique situations. So there's there's some Lord of the Rings in there. There's the Dark Crystal. There's one that's uh, just about being a cat in a sunbeam. So. Uh-huh. I love it. It's clearly you've got also a great imagination. You're able to kind of step into these worlds or realms, it sounds like, um, as well, which is, I think, you have to be on the ride. When you're doing guided imagery, you you, you can't fake it. You've got to be in it, right? You've got to be in right. that yeah. frequency, for sure. It's interesting. I did, um, years ago, part of my uh, hypnotherapy training, There we had, you know, a lot of times in, you know, schools, they have the research, right, of this and that. And and I remember one bit of research uh, that they had shared with us that I found pretty profound was the research on music 
and, and words. And that the combination, like music on its own is great, you know, uh, words are, are great on their own, you know, whether affirmations or empowerment or what, you know, what we hear spoken. But there's something vibrationally when the words are put to music or music to the words that, for one, it bypasses the, um, the, the surface mind, the conscious layer gets more to the subconscious. And so those positive suggestions are implanted more not only deeply, but completely. And so, and they, you know, this has been so long ago, not 90, so I don't know, there's, I'm sure there's new research, because they didn't exactly know why, but in the studies that they had done, the combination, so I find it interesting how you combine um, the two, you know, for kind of bringing these more empowered states of awareness. Um, do you have any thought on that, or have you, you know, you, that's your background, so do you know any um, have you read um, any research on this? It's interesting. It's it's not something specifically that I've looked at, but it certainly makes sense. Um, just looking mm-hmm. at it from the uh, the brain perspe- the brain perspective, um, you know, the right brain tends to be more holistic and creative and absorbing the musical portion. The left brain is going to absorb more of the vocal um, the language mm-hmm. portion. So putting those mm-hmm. together might might open your consciousness more to accepting that. You know, if you're only focusing on the language and the left brain, you might not be as open to integrating that into your uh, your self-image, your self-motivation. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. So kind of the music, it sneaks in under the music. It sounds like what you're saying, the music is kind of the opener or maybe relaxes the barrier, mm-hmm. the boundary. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, Can I uh, respond yeah. to a question somebody put on the chat? Yes, please. Um, so Tamara asked about how I came up with the name Rhiannon's Lark for my music project. Um, mm-hmm. So I was trying to figure out what might be appealing or understandable to both the geek and pagan communities because my music falls somewhere in the, the overlap of those two groups. And um, I was looking up some different legends and myths, and I was looking at the um, the goddess Rhiannon, and she has these birds that she sends out to help her in her work, and they can do a couple of different things. They can uh, raise the dead with their singing, which is interesting, um, but they can also sing people to sleep, and when they wake up, all of their troubles will be gone. And I thought that was just a great concept, and so I, I wanted to come up with something that connected with that, so I chose Rhiannon's Lark as a representation of that myth. Oh, love that. Now, so Rhiannon is actually a, a goddess? Is that where the name yes. came from? Yeah, oh, Celtic. I know that. Celtic, I'm thinking Stevie Nicks, Rhiannon, the song. Yep. Um, yep. Wow, I didn't know that, and so worked with the birds, which is connecting to spirit. Um amazing wow wow and that really does blend in what you're doing again that that blending or harmonizing uh you put that in the chat about the meditations all meditations are streaming on rhiannonslark.com forward slash meditation uh, those of you that are listening you can, that's a question in the chat hmm? you can go to the um geek meditations 
website, it will redirect you to that. It's just easier to hear and remember geekmeditations.com than to try to remember Rhiannon Clark slash meditation. Right, right, right. Okay. And also yeah. we've got Denise back in. I missed a bit. So she sends out birds. Love that a lot. Yeah. And what is the reason? Because I didn't get the sending out the birds is for what reason? Um, they're, they're her helpers. So they go out and they help ah. uh, find the people that, that need her and they can sing them to sleep and, and help their troubles disappear. So. Okay. And, and then actually, Robert you, in the chat. Um, hmm? Go ahead. Um, if you're you on the meditation site, there's also a link right at the top for music. Um, there is a song called Birds of Rhiannon that kind of explains a little bit more of the background. Oh, um, so all of, good. all of my music is also streaming for free through that link, so you can check in. Okay. Okay. Uh, we've got Robert in the chat saying music would supplement what I would call talk therapy. Talk therapy works for only 5 to 30% of, oh, because he does a lot of work with opioid users. So that's interesting. Well, and of course, Alyssa, you would know this again with music therapy, and you probably would. I mean, I would imagine in all instances, whether festivals or the conferences, conventions, or patients, the mood enhancing. Can you talk to a bit of that with the with the music, um, as well as with meditation? What you've noticed in healing or or mood enhancement? Well, I think that. Um... It's just interesting to see how different people respond to different modalities. So the whole idea mm-hmm. of music as a therapy tool is because some people do respond to talk therapy, some people don't. There's dance movement therapy, uh, there's art therapy, there's you know creative writing therapy. And music is, is one among many creative approaches. Um, but okay. as you were saying before, there is evidence that uh, creative approaches open up a different receptacle for people and can make them more open to the therapeutic process, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's interesting as well to see where you can apply, for at least for me specifically, where I can apply music in ways that um, talk therapy wouldn't work at all, like people who aren't verbal yet, um, either because of disabilities mm. or because, you know, they're simply not old enough to have language to deal with, let's say, coping issues or socialization issues, but music can be a tool to help them interact and express what's going on with them when they don't have the language. Same thing if you're working with, um, let's say, people with Alzheimer's or um, you know, people who have other degenerative brain diseases. As they get later in life and lose language, they can still participate in music and express what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find that fascinating, like especially like what you meant, Alzheimer's, how they're able to remember the song. They may not remember or the song can trigger other memories, um, you know, to bring them more in the present uh, moment. Now, one of the things, what, what have you noticed with the, I'm, I'm curious about the, the geeky meditations, the geek meditations. I'm going to go listen to that. Um, what, how, how do people respond at these co- conferences? I mean, do they know you're going to do this? Or do you just share it in this, or do you talk about it or share it as well? It's pretty new, so, you know, I'm, I'm getting some feedback now. Um, I've offered it a handful of times at some different conventions, and I'll be um, actually offering it this weekend at an event in New Hampshire. Um, so it's, okay. it's put in the program, and typically people who show up have that look of, um, I'm here, but I'm not really sure I want to be here. 
Um, <laughs> and I, you can tell there's usually at least one person who's been dragged there by someone else uh, who looks very uncertain and ready to bolt for the door. Um, and, you know, it, it's not something that's going to offend me if you listen to half a meditation and decide this is not my cup of tea. Uh, the whole idea is that this is a different approach to meditation that I hope will work for some people um, because I think the, the typical types of meditation might not be of interest to you. You know, your, your brain might not engage mm-hmm. with them long enough for you to decide, yeah, meditation is something I want to do more of. But if this can help mm-hmm. you start down that path because, oh, there's a little bit more to chew on here. You know, the, the heavily guided meditations can engage your brain in a different way because, oh, we're telling a story. And so it can kind of pull mm-hmm. you into that storyline and take you down that path. Um, and you know, I, I hope that people are getting something out of it and people that might not otherwise participate in meditations are enjoying me. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they will. I mean, I think different types of meditation, I mean, it's said with meditation, if you just have, you know, focused awareness, the breath work, it brings into the oneness. That's simple, you know, so that's that formula. I just, I feel what you're doing is just fascinating, but very empowering. You're, you're reaching a different group in a way that's more perhaps even palatable to them you know they it's they can digest it and it sounds fun yeah you know why not <laughs> sounds fun that's sounds the goal really fun oh Alyssa, this has been uh wonderful this has been fun with you i really i've learned a lot <laughs> and i just thank you for taking the time to share with our listeners um about your path and process and you know how you've come to where you are now um, as well as your creative expression so thanks for being here on awakenings absolutely thanks for having me okay take good care okay Bye. okay that was Alyssa Yeager you can find out more information by going to geekmeditations.com um, there's also singinglark.com or riannonslark.com, uh, available at all uh, outlets, all platforms for streaming and buying music. Um, very cool. Very intrigued. Very cool. I love it. You guys see, look at creativity. Wow. I mean, just really get in your Einstein thinking. I mean, that's very inspirational. Thanks, Alyssa, again, for being on the program because I feel like, she, wow, just, you know what? Just follow that soul call. Uh, let's see, Tamara saying, you're awesome. Love the sound of your voice, too. Uh, Alyssa saying in the chat, if anyone has any questions about what I talked about, you're welcome to reach out to me as well at Lark at gmail.com. That's Lark at gmail.com. Okay, that info will also be in the description box, or it's Lark at gmail.com, R-H-I-A-N-N-O-N, S-L-A-R-K at gmail.com. Awesome socks. Really great, really great. And always great to connect with all of you here. If you didn't get your question answered or get a reading, I'm here next week, every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific time. I will dive in. I just had longer email questions. Um, That's the best way if you want to get a question answered on air. Or you can call in, always um, getting in the call. Or you can also connect in via the chat. Anyway, till next time, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and of course, keep awake.
Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued Awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you awake?